0: What? If you have a pet, then people warm to
1: you. I mean, you could borrow our pet.
0: Yes, you could borrow Ursula. She's so good. Winna
2: Mills comes striding into view, leaning on a bright crystal cane. Come on, you three, I've been asked to escort you to the BBC. Pelicos there's a sense of dread about you as your eye sees something in the rafters above. And indeed, you see a figure creeping with the word sneaky written on his back
1: meeting with Mark
2: Shafoss here? That's impossible Shafoss is in the US of States right now he's giving a talk I'm watching it right now, it's live whoever he's going to meet, it isn't that fancy boy it's time for the Fable Party to be exposed for what it is full of delinquents and anarchists you'd think electing a goblin would tell people all they need to know but it seems we must keep peeling back the layers of your perversions werewolves now, isn't it? the moonlight fills the room then slowly you heard bernard moaning and groaning in pain he rises from a pile of broken tables and you see his upper body is growing thick with muscle his face is getting hairier his head is getting longer with horrible cracking and slurping noises bernard screams in pain and confusion as he transforms joff laughs above you jumping from chandelier to chandelier Come on, then, Pelacos. You always knew it was going to come down to this. I stole everything from your family, even the shirt off your father's back. I don't suppose you've got anything to say for yourself.
3: Yes, I have. Take a nap, flyboy.
2: Bright light uh, spreads around Bernard and uh, his uh, it dissipates the moonlight that has been uh, shrouding the room uh, throughout this uh, battle. And uh, you see him slowly shrink back into his human, human form, uh, shirtless and shoeless. Oh, what the bloody hell just happened to me? Uh, we pick up where we left off. So you've got you've got Joff tied up uh, on the ground. Uh, what are you going to do with him? Because he's unconscious and tied up.
0: Smack him around the head. Oh, he's already mm-hmm. smacked. Just a bit. He's already. Spack sm- him again. <laughs> he just keeps
2: abusing this Keep unconscious. spacking
0: man. him. Yes. This and is a bit
2: unnecessary. Tilda,
1: step away. Pelicos, an- uh, he
2: is. He is still wearing your father's shirt. Do you want to reclaim it?
1: Um, as I don't
2: currently
3: have a shirt of my own, I'm I'm quite torn. It wouldn't be all that um fashionable these days. <laughs> um, hmm.
0: Don't you have a sentimental interest in it? Um.
3: Yes, I think I'm going to need the shirt.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I just like this idea that you know most great heroes are passed down their father's great sword, and Pelikos has <laughs> my father's great shirt. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you you take With back one white lapels, your family
1: heirloom.
2: <laughs> it's massive lapels and uh, sparkly collar,
1: and um, quite yeah. envious of the sparkles. It's As it's for big cuffs. Yeah. It's made
0: of some kind of polyester. <laughs> nice. I'm sort of it's eyeing it up when you
1: move. Enviously. Uh so uh
2: as you uh, leave the um the dining hall, uh surreptitiously, as surreptitiously as you can, uh, there is a large crowd of people sort of lining up and heading into the audience before the stage. Uh, and uh, as you're kind of mulling around for a few minutes, uh Aisha, who uh, ushered you into the BBC to begin with, finds you and uh, pulls Dereth by the sleeve and says, Moonbeam! You're on in five. Come on. Oh, you need makeup. And what have you done to yourself? Oh, you're a complete mess. Come on, this way, this way. And uh, you're dragged uh, by the sleeve uh, as uh, the other <laughs> two, I think, just kind of awkwardly wave. <laughs> Bye. Ta ta! I'm waving back,
1: looking a little bit abashed. Quite literally. Uh-
2: Uh, Dareth, you're dragged to the green room which is behind the stage. It's a nice little room with uh, fake grass and fake um, park benches and there's a little water feature. uh, There's an enchanted smell around the place and a large magic mirror (sighs) showing old episodes of Healer Who, the adventures of a time-traveling cleric um, played by Jodie Whittaker, (laughs) I'm sure.
1: Um,
4: I think I'm probably going
1: to get distracted by that because I haven't seen the latest season. (laughs) I was too busy Pissing about with a fable party.
2: (laughs) Um, The Enchanted Water has healing properties and uh, thanks to it, you managed to heal up to full health in a very convenient and not at all contrived manner. A couple of minutes later, a few team of elves and halflings rush into the room and uh, they are armed with um, makeup supplies and cleaning supplies. And uh, one of them kind of puts hands on hips and says, well, 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 Mix Moonbeam, you have left it late. Come on, into the makeup chair. And uh, she pulls out of her pocket a uh, blow up chair, which she inflates with a few breaths and uh, sits you <laughs> in this uh, chair Uh they put special powder on your face to better reflect the lights, and uh, and they put glitter, eyeshadow, a new hat. What what kind of thing would you like?
1: Um, I'm not too worried about the hat, but I am pushing oh. for as much glitter as physically possible, <laughs> I preferably like black glitter.
2: <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, Just because
1: I love black glitter.
2: Eyeliner that is like sharp enough to kill
1: a man. I mean that's what I was wearing already, but it <laughs> did get a bit smudged in more, the fight. More. More so. More <laughs> so. Uh you've hardly finished your makeup when you are pulled out
2: and ushered towards the stage. Uh there are two other people at the desk both looking over massive folders full of notes from their respective candidates uh you have stuffed in your pocket some notes that all that quickly scribbled down for you uh slightly uh bloodied and blotched uh thanks to your little combat uh, earlier uh, but these new notes do tell you who the other uh, panelists are uh one is Dr Sophia Judson, who is a Bernard Fendex supporter uh, an elf uh, a, a business owner. Uh the other is Commander Millington, a Ramsey supporter, a dwarf and a florist who makes the best flowers in town. Uh
1: that's quite the
2: Not all dwarves are miners, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> does he make the flowers? Uh
2: sure, why not?
0: <laughs> he doesn't grow the flowers.
2: I think he does both. Yeah. <laughs> He's very very talented. Very I mean it takes a
1: really long time for flowers to go and sometimes you get impatient.
2: Yeah, you gotta make them, yeah. Yeah.
1: Get the play-doh out.
2: Uh, oh, and also your, your old friend uh, Laura Kinson is uh, there, uh, and she gives you a little wave. And is we still on for drinks later? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, meanwhile, Pelikos and Tilda, you are kind of ushered into the audience. Uh, the benches are quite hard and uncomfortable, uh, but you've had worse in your adventuring days, I'm sure. Um, sleeping in the cart with Gretchen, I imagine, has not been the most comfortable.
0: Wait, uh, when you have a cauldron for a pillow, it's not <laughs> Everybody that... needs a cauldron
2: for a pillow. <laughs> That's that famous song that we all know uh speaking of uh you do in see indeed see Gretchen in the audience uh she's sitting next to a woman in a sim- with similarly green skin and pointed hats, although her outfit is more along the lines of casual clothes than Gretchen's. She's wearing a sort of fantasy hoodie jeans, and trainers, whatever the fantasy equivalent of those is <laughs> and uh. Amazing.
4: Gretchen sort of waves you over and she says,
2: Hey up, mate, sir, uh, this is my sister, Agnes. Say hello, Agnes. And she says,
4: Oh, hello, I guess, or whatever.
0: Hi, Agnes. Mm. It's nice to
4: meet you. Yeah, sure. Um, I hear you're Gretchen's friends. That must be so bad for you. Uh.
0: It's It's an experience. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, uh, little old Agnes, she's feeling a little down in the dumps. Uh, she lost her home bank uh, back in Wrinkletown after her hovel was bought by a chain of trendy cafes. Uh, she tried to get a job as a barista, I think, but uh,
4: didn't quite go. No, I just don't like the almond milk. It's bad for my hips, I suppose. <laughs>
3: Uh, she
2: doesn't have a bad hip. She's not like me. Not out doing the grind of proper witching, are uh, you? Yeah. You're all these, one of these modern-day witches who think you can do it all in apps. And, um... Yeah, we, we've heard about you and your,
0: your
2: grinding. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's living with me now in my oval uh, until she gets back on her feet. Uh, what, what, what do you think of this whole uh, election go- contest then, you lot? Uh,
3: you've been working with old Gorlack, are you? Oh, indeed. I, I, we think he's the man for the future.
2: Uh, the goblin for the future.
3: Well, yes. But well, I, must,
2: I must say, I like his green skin. It's uh, it's quite up my alley. That is, I don't swing that way, obviously. But uh, a green, a, a, a greener prime minister for a greener future is what I say. I quite agree.
3: I quite agree. Quite agree. <laughs> and Agnes says...
2: Uh, Agnes kind of uh, rolls her eyes and goes,
4: he won't win, though. Even if he becomes leader, he won't win the general election. Only Bernard can win the general election. He's the one with all the money and the popularity. Got all the modern ideas, you know. And he hasn't got any scandals hiding in his closet, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't. <clears throat> Has he, Pelicos? Double him. No.
0: Got anything um, in his closet? Yes. Uh, no um. comment. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know about closets. You're the you're the fashion. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Well, Double I think busted. it's safe to say I, I've never been near a closet, let alone been in one. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that uh, old Agnes is a little bit uh, sour on uh, goblins. So, uh, and uh, Agnes says,
4: "Yeah, I used to have a healing herb shop, and the local goblins used to hang outside vaping." Which is a sort of magic spell where you turn things into vapour and uh, scare away the other customers. But, uh, you know, what, what's Gorlack gonna do about them, eh? What's he gonna do about crime?
0: He's going to be tough on crime and tough on the causes of crime. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, we'll ask him.
3: I haven't mm. touched upon that one yet. <laughs> but, uh, yes.
4: Uh, well, it sounds like it might be the uh, theme of the next arc. Um, <laughs> 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 um, back Gosh,
0: on, Agnes, you're very <laughs> prescient. Uh,
2: back on stage, uh, Dareth, you take your seat on the panel. Uh, the mm-hmm. stage curtains are still drawn, so the rest of you, them can't see you right now. Um, I'm trying to
1: get comfortable um, in the seat.
2: It's... <laughs> it's all right. It's fairly comfortable. Mm. Um Uh, Lorna uh, sort of gives you a thumbs up and says "Uh, We're just uh, waiting for the last member of the panel Uh, Unfortunately Jemima Misstep uh, had to uh, pull out uh, You know, uh, an old mind flayer took her Enchanted Family heirloom And now she's got to go on a quest to recover it You know how it is Uh,
1: As it is, yeah yeah. I thought Uh, that happened to her before Must be the sequel
2: Yeah, well, you know Uh, We have a backup person who came in last minute Ah, uh, here he is now And uh, striding onto the stage, you see a man, tall, lanky and framed by a head of wild hair. He's carrying a golden flute that glows slightly as he puts one leg up on the chair as he approaches, showing off his very tight trousers and codpiece. His (laughs) ruffled shirt is open to reveal a hairy chest and his beard is fluttering in dramatic wind. It's Anderson, who you met a few arcs back in the White House Country Club. And he gives you, Dareth, a big grin and says... Ah, Tennis Moonbeam, we meet
1: again. So we do. Fancy having (laughs) another bard off later?
2: Oh, almost certainly. It was certainly only luck that caused you to beat me last time. Uh, Tell me. And not uh, my
1: incredible prowess and skill.
2: No, it couldn't be that. Uh, I am the most skillful in the world, you know. I've got awards, you know. Now tell me, where did you get your loot from? It's very interesting.
1: Isn't it? I'm thank you for, for asking. It was a present I bought for myself with my first paycheck when I worked for the for the BBC. My previous previous loot, which I learnt it was my mum's and wasn't in the best shape and it wasn't mine you know when you play someone else's instrument it's not yours and i Hmm. wanted to have that meanness so i went to this little little music shop on the corner of town called hobgoblin with my first paycheck and i spent about three hours in there trying out all of the loots one by one and i think the little goblin running the shop was a little bit pissed off with me (laughs) by the end of those three hours but i bought this beautiful instrument and hasn't done me badly since. Yeah, we've, we've been on quite a few adventures together, haven't we?
2: You appear to have lost a number of strings.
1: Only two strings. Hmm. And uh, tell me, it's it a wasn't... It's a sign of a lute well-loved, I just haven't had time to stop and change them. It's It's been a wild time.
2: So you're saying you didn't uh, acquire this lute in some uh, dramatic adventure to an enchanted land? It wasn't stolen from the heart of a god?
1: Oh, those are the instruments we only dream of, isn't it? Uh, How about yours? Where does your flute come from? Is you still from the heart of a god? Uh, Because that sounds like a complicated surgery. He
2: holds up his uh, flute and it's still glowing slightly. He says, "Ah, this flute was forged in the heart of a dying star. It was 10,000 years old before the earth first knew a breath of wind.
1: That's not how... okay.
2: (laughs) It is the most powerful flute the world has ever known, and I, the most talented of
1: all the bars
2: who have ever played it. As you can understand, I am somewhat unhappy with how our last meeting went. And, uh, what, Lana I think said, I showed
1: you up a little? Uh,
2: Lorna is kind of tapping her uh, fantasy watch and says, uh, 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 We uh, need to uh, get back to the show. Uh, uh, Mr. Anderson here, will be. Uh, uh, you're here representing May Bucket, aren't you? And he says... Oh oh yes, of course, May Bucket, uh ooze and uh green and or all, all that stuff. Of course that's why I'm here. And he uh drapes himself over one of the chairs and is kind of still giving you a the, the stink eye, Dereth and uh lorna says I'm,
1: I'm enjoying smirking back lorna <laughs> <laughs> says uh, "Right, uh,
2: let's get over some of the rules shall we uh there'll be topic chosen by the chair you'll each have an opportunity to speak uh and uh, then there'll be some questions from the audience uh understood fantastic let's get started uh there's some theme music that's plays which i will put in in post uh and uh you see anderson kind of messing around with his flute and giving you an evil grin again in the audience, uh, Pelikos until the you're stuck between Gretchen and her sister. Uh, Agnes has pulled her hood up over her pointy hat and is sulking. Uh, she pulls out her magic mirror and starts playing a game of office filing management simulator. Because uh, <laughs> what are people in a fantasy world going to play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the curtain opens, you see the panel and you recognise Anderson as he spots you and waves his flute at you as well. And uh, Lorna says... Hello and welcome to this special panel discussion. I'm Lorna Kinson, filling in for Huge Entwood. Uh, today we'll be discussing the fable party leadership election, which is just heating up. On our panel today, we have Dr. Sophia Judson, a member of Bernard Fendex's team and local business owner. <clears throat> for Donald Ramsey's team, the famous florist, Commander Millington. <clears throat> for Gorlack like the Betrayer, we have former BBC bard, Dareth Moonbeam. Thank
0: you.
2: <laughs> and for May Bucket, the minstrel Anderson Knees. And there was, there was, um, for our first topic of today, animal cruelty. Uh, Dareth Moonbeam, I'll start with you. Is it true that uh, Gorlac the Betrayer has been buying dogs to use as political props? Uh, what do you think this says about the Fable Party?
1: Um, firstly, I don't believe that's true. Um, I think re strays is the actual um, policy we have. Um, And seeing as it's a lie, all I can say is that there are people out there who want to defame the Fable Party and its desire to improve the world we live in.
2: Uh, Do you deny that Gorlak is using dogs as a prop, though? I I hear he plans to bring a dog on stage tonight.
1: Yes, this is true. Gorlack's a big animal fan and he wants all aspects of um, his personality to be shown. A prop, I think, is underselling it slightly. Um, I'd say raw a companion. Mm. He's very good with dogs.
2: Uh, Dr Judson, how about you? And uh, she says, oh, Bernard Fendick has a long and well-documented history of being friendly with dogs. Uh, he has an almost supernatural connection with them uh, and all animals. Uh, the Fable Party <coughs> is built uh, <clears throat> uh, quite down there in the audience. The favourite party is built on cooperation, and uh, we believe that goes beyond species even. Uh, indeed, uh, Bernard will be setting up an independent inquiry into what happened at Donald Ramsay's event and to the conduct of the man himself. Uh, but beyond that, we need to take a serious look at how this affects business. And Lorna says, uh, let's, uh, le- let's not. Uh, Commander Millington. I quite agree, uh, Mr. Ramsey, who was acting completely in self-defence. Uh, indeed, he was uh, defending the audience from a vicious boar attack. Uh, the, big qu- b- the bigger question is, who let the boar out in the first place? Uh, we encourage Who encouraged it to attack? Uh, I have sources that point the finger squarely at Gorlack, the betrayer's team. How do you respond to this mixed moonbeam?
1: Um... I can understand why that may be. We 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 were at the the rally just to see see how Donald Ramsey was doing. However, incentivizing a boar to attack, we we wouldn't stoop that low.
2: Make a deception check for me.
1: <laughs> That's my deception noise. Um and my deception roll is actually a 23. Okay. Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> you get away with that, I think. Uh and Just about. Uh, Anderson says, It's a very convincing line you've got there. What does the audience think, do you you say? And Lorna says, quite. Uh, Do we have any audience questions? Uh, Pelicos and Tilda, you are free to ask questions, should you wish. Uh, You you there, the gentleman in the uh, old-fashioned shirt. That's
0: Uh, you. uh, Your shirt's old-fashioned. You look like Jarvis Cocker.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is that a bad thing? Uh,
0: No, no. That's (laughs) Not tough. <laughs> sure I, I I don't.
3: I don't understand the, the, the why the media is focusing on on these so-called animal attacks uh, when when we should be talking about the candidates. Mm, that's that's a very good question. Uh, how uh,
2: mixed moonbeam? How do you respond to that?
1: Um, entire agreement. I believe that this time we better spend talking about our candidates and their policies rather than speculating about past events. Uh, Milling- looking forward rather than looking back, as my therapist always says.
2: <laughs> uh, Millington, uh, not long since, I I quite agree. Uh, it's, Mr. Ramsey has a, a well documented uh, history of uh, good relationships with all people who uh, who look after animals, and you can. There'll be no sign of any animal cruelty under a Ramsey leadership or a Ramsey premiership. I hasten to add. Uh, uh, any other questions? Uh, you, the the little one with the big feet and Me? the cake in your hand.
0: what uh, oh, no, cake? I haven't. I didn't the <laughs> cake in. Um, that's, what oh, this cake? Oh, oh, hello. Um, uh, sorry. What was? Do I have a question? Yes, yes, I would be interested to know that the panel's thoughts on whether we should put our, throw ourselves behind a candidate who believes that some kind of sentient goop is coming to, to take over the world.
2: Uh, this, uh, I believe, is a reference to uh, May Bucket and her uh, belief in the sentient ooze. Uh, a rather controversial uh, topic amongst many alchemists Uh, uh, Mr Anderson, uh, how do you respond to this? And Anderson just kind of yawns and goes Oh yes, I'm. I'm sure it's uh, entirely possible. Uh, Rumour has it that uh, the the team of famous Ragnar's rock heroes encountered this ooze-like being and uh, defeated it. Uh, uh, so it is. It is a foe that we can face and we can defeat. And I believe that uh, a may, uh, premiership will certainly go some way towards that. Yes, I'm sure that'll be the the thing.
0: Uh, excuse you sound me. Sound uncertain. I the, ge- the gentleman is confused because what we defeated was a dragon, um, and the only ooze that we encountered was um, quite a lot of sewage. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: let's uh, jump uh, to our next topic, uh, says Lorna, and says, uh, "What do uh, Mister Fendix' comments on shapeshifters say about the Fable Party's future? Will will a crackdown on shapeshifters lower crime rates?" Uh, Doctor Judson, and Judson says. Bernard has spent many many years in consultation with business on this topic. Uh, In my home city, we've had an infestation of kelpie, you see, and uh, it has had a profound effect on business. It's time the Fable Party made clear its stance. Uh, We won't treat this issue as something we can hide from and hope will go away. The, The party needs to be strong and Tough on these difficult issues, and there's a little spattering of applause from some friends of the, with the uh, audience. And Monica uh, says, "Dareth, um, how will Galak, the betrayer, deal with shapeshifters?"
1: I believe that Gorlack's approach is a compassionate one, um, rather than victimising shapeshifters and the community, trying to find as much support as possible, and trying to reduce the stigma around shapeshifters generally.
2: And uh, Anderson, what about May? Oh, uh, May Bucket, uh Vision for Shapeshifters, Pfft, I don't know, uh, the magic, right, put a put a stop to it, end of, ooze and all that, isn't it? Uh, There's a kind of confused applause from the audience. Uh, any questions from the audience on this topic?
3: Oh uh, yes, um, do you not believe that instigating policies against Shapeshifters is potentially harming your voter base? Uh, Dareth
2: Moonbeam, do you want to take this?
1: Um, I'd entirely agree. I I believe that, as I said before, um, supporting shapeshifters and trying to reduce the stigma, um, uh, shapeshifters are often blamed for crimes that are not their fault purely because they're shapeshifters. And that's unacceptable and will not contribute to a better world. And with the GORLAC um, leadership and premiership, we would try to make sure our polities support shapeshifters
2: Uh, There's a smattering of applause, but uh, Dr. Judson kind of raises her hand and she says that. I I think you'll find here that uh, Mixed Moonbeam is very much, uh, and by extension Gorlock the Betrayer, is very much appealing to the Fable Party base, and we really need to get beyond that. We can't just keep talking to ourselves this whole time. We need to reach beyond the party's limits and get to the general public, and we have to come to the conclusion that the general public has a very, very negative view of shapeshifters in general, and we... If we want to win an election, we need to take a strong stance and we can't just keep hiding behind, you know, pleasantries and uh, pithy slogans. We need to take actual, hmm. tangible action. And again, are you great.
1: saying that in order to gain power, we need to compromise our core values? I'm
2: saying we need to have a wider conversation with people beyond our party borders. That is how we will win this election. I think it's more important that we get into government than have these continuous <coughs> arguments with ourselves. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Um, To an extent. Um, is the undertone of what you're saying is that a goblin could never become president, prime minister?
2: <laughs> well, we don't have a
1: presidential system. <laughs>
2: I, 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 I I, think we all know that that, that is going to if Gorlach were to win, heaven for Fend, uh, he would face a very uphill struggle the the stigma against goblins is long known and uh, it's not going to go away anytime soon no matter how many biscuits uh, Mr. Betrayer happens to uh, give out to people and we really need to take a serious stance and look who is the candidate who has the charisma, who has the connections, who has the backing that can win over the general public um
1: I think you'd be surprised by how much the general public are... Um, Hand-raised, hand ...dislike raised. the idea that we need to pander to our pre-existing elite.
0: So I've got my hand up and I just realised you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> you stand on top of pelicots. Because I am so small. <laughs> uh, you,
2: you there, standing on top of the uh, gentleman's uh, shoulders.
0: Hello, yes, I'd like to know who the panel think that the general public, who they seem to have a contemptuous regard for the intelligence for... Would you prefer <laughs> as a potential prime minister a werewolf or a goblin?
2: Uh, that's a rather strange um, hypothetical. Your, uh, I don't believe any uh, werewolves have ever been uh, have ever run hypothetically. Well, uh, I, I couldn't possibly say. Um, it would depend on the uh, candidates, I suppose. Uh, that that polling has not been done, as far as I know. Uh, but the polling at the moment definitely uh, shows that um, Mr. Mr. Gorlack would uh, would struggle to win over the uh, the general
3: public. Really? Excuse what? me, excuse me. Who are yes. you counting as the general public?
2: I will remind you that you did uh, get some polling data uh, that had um, golack on sixteen percent with the general public. True. Uh,
3: True. Uh, I'm just- uh, well, I'm the, the po- quibbling points <laughs> 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 Who yeah, is the, the general public? Who the general are po- these people?
2: The people who will be voting in a general election I think you'll find So, so goblins?
3: Um, potentially shapeshifters
2: too? Well, uh, it, well They are part of the electorate But uh, getting yes. them to go so out is, and vote So is it a good that.
3: idea to alienate them? Well, n- nobody's alienating anyone. Uh, well, you will be if you take action against a subsection of the electorate.
2: Uh, can you roll a persuasion check for me, Pelcos? Seven. Ah, uh, I think she just kind of hand waves you away as you're saying this. Uh, that is
3: such a good point. My shirt is not helping.
2: <laughs> uh while this is going on, uh can you make a perception check for me, Dereth?
1: Me. Yeah. Du, du, du. Um I can percept six. Okay.
2: Uh can you make a wisdom saving throw? Oh bollocks.
1: No 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 added eleven.
2: Okay. Uh you hear some soft flute music that is kind of coming up over you. Um And just with your last glance of your eyes, you see that Anderson has his flute up to his lips. And as he's playing, you see a blur of fog, but uh, no one else seems to have noticed it. Uh, through it, you can only see Anderson's flute and you can hear the muffled voices of the other panellists. Uh, slowly, the scene around you changes and oh, you see bollocks. shadows moving in the mist when they move and twist until they settle into a blurred tableau. Uh, there are people, one of whom is a rotund half-elf, young, ears-pierced, wearing something 15 years out of fashion. Uh It's you, but younger. Uh This is you in the shop, buying your flute. Uh, your loot. Oh, uh, uh, what what does uh what does how does this go? How how is young Dereth acting in this scene?
1: Trying to act like the sort of person who buys musical instruments and knows exactly <laughs> what they're doing. Um, so that that their, their 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 posture is a little bit more composed than it usually is. <laughs> um, I, I imagine this is going to be just before they find their lute and they played about 30 already (laughs) um, playing various jigs and reels and trying to find something that feels just right but not being able to describe what just right feels like and then they pick up this mahogany lute solid body mahogany lute with a little embellishment on the left hand corner and they strum an f chord and they know that this is it this is their lute
2: you drop an F bomb on this loot and, uh, it's, it's... how we, how
1: we begin. <laughs>
2: uh, and the little goblin who has been helping you, uh, head in hands, like perks up as you play, uh, and, uh, they kind of, uh, come forward as you're playing, like rubbing their hands, uh, eagerly as, as you play and, uh, uh, they say, now, a Mix Moonbeam, oh. take care of this lute, won't you? I know it's not exactly the latest model, but uh, it will serve well for a beginning. Uh, it feels
1: sturdy. The
2: lute is only the beginning, after all. It's the song that matters. Folk with flashier instruments than this have failed to sway even a single person. You can have lights, slick production values, a massive budget, an enchanted instrument from the heart of a dying star, but... That's not what moves people with bardic inspiration. If your heart isn't in it, you simply become an empty shell, like an empty-as-a-glass ghost. And uh, through this, you see Anderson, like, uh, kind of behind all of this, uh, playing his flute, and he looks really, really confused and angry, and uh, the spell breaks, and uh, make an arcana check for me.
3: Yep, I can
1: do that. Eleven.
2: Okay, you know that he had been casting read thoughts on you. Uh, he looks slightly confused and uh, annoyed, uh, but then uh, it's as cause you ca- he just
1: got burnt by my memory. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but as you come back to reality, uh, you notice that everybody is looking at you, and there is an awkward silence. And Lorna says, "Death, the uh, tax reform
1: bill." Yes, tax needs to be re. re- could you repeat the question
2: yes the question was uh, with the uh, tax reform bill that is c- that uh, Bernard unfortunately failed to get through Parliament will that be the same kind of thing that uh, your uh, a fabled government would try to push through
1: um, potentially we'd need to reevaluate consider why it didn't get through and make the necessary adjustments but I would absolutely agree that the way that tax works in the current system is Failing the masses.
2: Uh, can you make a performance check? Do
1: 18. Okay, yeah, I'll say that
2: we'll go for your like entire performance here as well. Uh, that's very good. Uh, and I think there's a, there's a small spattering of applause. And uh, uh, eventually Lorna says, well, I, I fear that's about all we've got time for, I'm afraid. Uh, thank you to our panellists, Dr Judson, Dareth Moonbeam, Commander Millington and Anderson Knees. Uh, coming uh, up I'm ne- not
1: smiling throughout this. <laughs> I'm looking for- serious uh, Coming up next on the BBC, it's
2: Book Hour with Damien Hellmouth. He'll be talking to Jamie Childs about her new book, Shadows of Destiny, Shadows of Density. Uh, and after that, it's Joust of the Day with highlights from the latest games. Uh, until next week, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And uh, applause, and the panelists all shake hands. Uh, do you shake hands with Anderson?
0: I shake
1: hands with the, with the others first, cordially, <laughs> and then I sort of go and stand behind Anderson tap his shoulder and be like, I'm giving him a look. I'm giving uh, him the sort of look that you'd give to a dog that just shat in the kitchen. <laughs> uh,
2: as the curtain closes, Anderson says, Right, tell me how you beat me. You've lost another string on that loot. Is it cursed? Is it? Did a demon curse you on one of your
1: adventures? Where? What, what, what happened? I'm just a bloody decent bard is all.
2: All right, come on then, you and me, another bard off, best of three, what do you say? Fuck yeah. Okay, can you roll a performance? And I will also roll a performance.
1: What are we, yeah. Cocked. Too many dice, am I die straight? Yes, I, do you want to know my numbers?
2: I got 17.
1: Oh, I got 14.
2: Ooh, I think Anderson just edges out this one, first round. <sighs> And he uh, he grins very wide and his uh, flute starts to glow a little brighter. And he says, okay, how about round... Oh, what do you play, by the way?
1: Oh, the first round, I think we were playing a little bit. Did did he pick the song or did I pick the song? I think, let's
2: say he picked the song and it was uh, Locomotive Breath by Jethro Tull.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
2: <laughs> okay. um,
1: I'm going to start playing... Take a chance on me by Abba. (laughs) Okay. Switch up the mood. Fifteen. Um,
2: twenty-one. Ooh, okay. I think you really rock this one out. And uh, what can
1: I say? Abba's my go-to karaoke.
2: uh, Anderson takes a step back from this. I mean, uh, fantasy Abba. uh, You notice that his uh, flute uh, is glowing less uh, than it was before. So he goes, "Okay, one last round, then." Uh, and uh, this time, uh, uh, Joe, Steve, ideas for songs. Christmas
0: Steps um, by Mogwai.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I. D- All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> it starts off very quietly, very, very good, and then it just like gets extremely loud.
1: Sixteen. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ah, that's I don't.
2: Uh, Anderson. <laughs> Anderson just about edges past you on this one and his uh flute uh, glows uh, a little more uh, viriently. and uh he is inc- he uh turns on his heel with a with a kind of triumphant uh, swagger uh, but before he leaves he turns back and then uh, reaches into his pocket and uh hands you a little strip of paper and says you might want to go and get that thing fixed and he's given you a coupon for a uh, local um, uh, instrument-fixing shop called Lutes and Flutes, and possibly other instruments, too, also as well. Uh, That is the full title (laughs) of it. Uh, It's in Parliament, Hexagon. Um, Perfect. And he uh, swaggers off the stage. Um, uh, How are you feeling? Pissed off. I can imagine.
1: (laughs) I'm happy being bettered when it's somebody I believe is worthy of bettering me. Um, (laughs) I believe is my... um, Reaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also kind of begrudgingly glad that I have a coupon.
2: (laughs) Uh, You leave the BBC uh, and uh, sort of um, recuperate yourselves and uh, mull over the events of uh, the evening. And then you remember that uh, both Gorlock and Bernard are supposed to be hosting speeches tonight and uh, you uh, hurry off. To where they are happening, uh, the uh, bells are just tolling in Parliament as the we come near to them. The the, the, the buildings where these uh, talks are being held are around Parliament. They're sort of in that district, so you can hear the bell uh, of uh, Large Len ringing quite loud. Um, so I'm just checking the time. Seeing, hmm, hmm. um, you uh, enter into uh, the. That there's like a sign that says, "Uh, like Bernard's speech this way, Gorlax's speech that way," uh, and uh, Bernard's speech is going to be happening a few minutes before Gorlax. So, uh, would you like to go and see Bernard's, or would you like to go and support Gorlax? I want to do oh, mm,
0: yes. Mm, both. Yes,
1: both is f-
3: good. I think we should go and see Bernard, because okay. just just to kind of refresh his memory. About
1: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Hmm. I'll just stand at the back of my car. Check is doing voices. okay. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, you head into this uh, slightly fancy uh, hall, like a sort of town hall type thing, but. Uh, it's it's very decorative there's a, a large high ceiling with chandeliers trestle tables uh, there's a buffet with all the Ooh. nicest foods in the country there's a of pudding there's an absurd amount of cheese uh, there's a lot of venison that's cooked very rare uh, i'm, I'm which,
0: heading for the buffet. i don't care about yeah that. of
2: course you are
3: <laughs> fetch me some cheese
0: okay I, I will fetch you some cheese and i'm gonna stuff. A Borkshire pudding with, with venison and cheese and roll it all up and, and stuff it in my <laughs> face.
2: <laughs> I think you're like shoving it up your
3: nose <laughs> at this point. <pudding.
0: laughs> uh, I get Pelicans and see, uh, but... cheese. <laughs> <laughs> of like hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: also a very nice wine selection. Um... <laughs>
0: Even better. Uh, I think after the
1: events that just transpired, I'm straight onto the wine. Yeah, uh,
2: you see uh, Bernard kind of holding court with a uh, a large uh, table stuffed with food. He's dressed in his uh, the shirt that you gave him uh, with a sort of blazer that he's put over the top of it. Now uh, he gives you a little nod and salutes you with his glass, but he's looking kind of nervous, uh, which you've never Enthusi- seen. Him...
3: Enthusiastic wave.
2: Uh, he's
0: looking <laughs> sheepish.
2: did you notice by the way he used to always be wearing a woolly jumper so he was a wolf in sheep's clothing
0: i'm going to eat (laughs) my yorkshire pudding and pretend i didn't hear (laughs) it. uh
2: so um yeah you notice there's quite a lot of uh fairly rich looking folk around the room uh bernard kind of sees you and uh stands up from his table and uh he pulls you aside uh for a private word and uh he looks at you and says "alright mates um look alzar came to me and uh suggested that i might want to think about pulling out but um i'm not going to do it" I'm not pulling out. I won't do it. I have to stand by my principles, and and, and quite frankly, if if you should put up with a werewolf leader, then Auzord should have to put up. Should, she, she should have told me sooner. That that that's as much as I'll say. But uh, the question is, uh, do you think I should come clean?
0: We kind of thought you knew. How did you not know?
2: I always thought there was something. I I knew I had a bit of an illness, but uh, I got medication, and uh, I never quite. Worked out what was going on. They just told me I was ill and that it would clear up after a while. If I was, uh, if I, and I thought if I just ignored it, it would, uh,
3: it wouldn't affect me.
0: Ah, yes,
1: how all problems work. Yes. Well, that's the
0: kind <laughs> of thinking that leads to your leg dropping off. It happened to my great auntie Murgatroyd. She, you know, she ignored the fact that her leg was falling off, and then it fell off.
2: Was your great auntie called Murgatroyd? Did you yes. say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a good old,
3: Excellent. halfling name. That was <laughs> a solid name.
0: Yes, yes. Dependable. Was she
2: a
3: transformer? Yes. Unlike her legs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, 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 move around here for a bit. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my speech, and we'll we'll see what happens. And uh, there's some uh, tapping on glasses, and the the crowd all turns uh, to the head of the room where there's a couple of little. Uh, makeshift podium has been set up and uh, lights shine on it and uh, Bernard kind of steps up to write us applause uh, he downs like an entire flagon of honey mead and uh, he uh, puts it down with a sort of thud uh,
1: and can you make a perception check for me? All of us? Yeah Eight mm-hmm. yeah. While we're doing this can I just say how much I want a flagon of mead oh,
3: <laughs> What's perception? perception. Sorry I'm that imperceptive. Oh um, no! Sixteen. I rolled a three. Sixteen.
2: Uh, okay. Um, that makes one of us. Tilda, this mead doesn't smell like normal mead to you, uh, and you you get like a slight whiff of it as uh, you're quite nearby the table when he uh, slams it down, and uh, you notice that like a droplet of it is uh, fizzling slightly uh, as uh, Bernard steps up uh, onto the stage. Mm. And uh, uh, as the crowd is kind of cheering and applauding, he goes, all right, all right, all right, mates. Come on. Right. Right,
0: I've got stout resistance. So can Mm -hmm. I... um, I have an advantage on poison saving throws and I'm resistant to poison damage. So can I stick my finger in it and just kind of taste it and see if it's poison? Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, make a... I think this will be a nature check. Uh, Nineteen. Okay, uh, yeah, with your halflingy knowledge of uh, herbs and uh, nature of things, uh, it takes you a minute to kind of... I'm
0: crossing my eyes to try to look at the end of my own tongue. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
2: you realise that uh, this mead has got uh, a wolfsbane potion in it, uh, which is a potion ah. that is used on uh, werewolves to control them. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh and uh as bernard is up- control
1: or just like unwolfify them pacify
2: i think is okay. probably a better okay. way of saying it uh bernard is kind of uh giving his big speech he goes this government has cut this country to the bone we've seen businesses struggle to grow and we've seen international relations hit on certain territory our relationship with the great alliance is shaky at best Our friends in the U.S. of states worry about our ability to truly forge meaningful business alliances. The time has come to change. We face difficult times. We face unique times. I have highlighted along my campaign the uncertainty many feel in this country. Not only financially, but physically. Shapeshifters, my friends. Shapeshifters have caused far too much anxiety and uncertainty. Neighbours look at neighbours with shifty eyes. Friends look at friends wondering if they'll be betrayed. Innocent travellers save a girl from a tree only to have their money stolen. Well, no more. Under my leadership, relationships with shapeshifters will be improved. I guarantee it. Every shapeshifter will be offered the assistance they need to change peacefully. I will set up a consultation board to speak directly with the shapeshifter community and we can build build real evidence-based policy. We will end the stigma and we will bring communities together. And there's a bit of a kind of, there's a bit of applause, but you notice some people in the audience looking at each other with confusion and uncertainty. He says, now there are those who have accused me of being prejudiced. There are those who say I am making life worse for shapeshifters unnecessarily. On the contrary, I will be making life better. No longer will there be hiding. No longer will there be uncertainty and anxiety. I know these pains. I know these worries. For you see, my friends, I, Bernard Fendek, and the curtain behind him falls and you see a bottle of that moonlight substance burst, illuminating Bernard in a silver light. His body rises, growing, hair sprouts, his back arches, his face elongates, he screams, he bulks up, and his suit stretches, tearing Pelicoss's shirt into oh, millions no! of pieces. I've really put someone out howl.
1: that is keeping a Pelicoss's shirt count. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the crowd is in shock, and some even go running out of the room. But Bernard like holds up a hand and says, "I, Bernard Fendick, am a proud shapeshifter, and let nobody say that I discriminate against myself.
4: I won't hide any longer." Can
0: I just query I won't something? Be oh, sorry, any um, It's yep. that last week when he was a shapeshifter he couldn't talk? He
4: mm-hmm. was just
0: growly and cross,
4: mm-hmm. and
0: and now he he can talk. Is that mm-hmm.
2: the potion? Oh. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... <laughs> I thought that was important. <laughs> I
0: wasn't sure. I, I am just a simple halfling, and I wasn't sure.
2: <laughs> uh, and Bernard says... I-, I will not be ashamed any longer. I promise you this. I will lead this party, and I will become your next prime minister. And, and he lifts a sort of furry fist, and there's like a f- few moments of silence... And uh, you see some people like wine glasses halfway towards their lips. Then uh, one by one, somebody goes. And then uh, a a set of applause uh, breaks out. But you do spot a little bit of uh, uncertainty around the room. Uh, He gives a signal and uh, Bard strikes up a jaunty tune. I think it will be Werewolves of London.
4: Um... (laughs) Oh,
2: uh bernard hops down and he's shaking hands with people around the room uh a lot of people are very nervous some are trying to be enthusiastic uh and uh uh you've f- uh Pelikos and dereth you feel a hand on your shoulders and you turn around and look into the face of alzar and she says
1: oh how's she doing
2: well fuck uh smash cut
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we uh cut across to you at uh Gorlax event a few minutes later uh it's a slightly smaller hall uh a little more simple uh again there's more food which i imagine <laughs> uh, has vanished into our halfling uh you uh, notice that there are goblins, hobgoblins, orcs and half-orcs, dwarves and gnomes in this audience, uh, whereas Bernard's was mostly humans and elves. Uh, it's a little stage area, uh, and uh, you are kind of uh, pulled behind it. Um, you, you Tilda again, you manage to snag a few biscuits and hobnobs. Uh, uh, backstage you find uh, Gorlack pacing up and down, peering through the curtain, biting his nails. And uh, he says... Well, Bernard got it out in the open. This is bad. If I win, it'll make us look, oh, look bad, won't it? Make us look prejudiced as a party. Alzar says, unless we can spin it. Any ideas?
3: Yes. Oh, did I say that <laughs> out loud? You can no, you say don't. yes, and then not tell us your ideas, Pelagos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> re- um, uh, Yes, bring Bernard on board.
2: I'll give him a Give him a cabinet position, do you think? Yes,
3: embrace him on
1: stage. Ah, that kind of marquee. Come on. Mm. Create a new cabinet position for the well-being and safety of shapeshifters, and have him in charge of it.
3: Mm. Absolutely, applaud him,
1: but bring him on stage
3: and do it in this room. Yes, that's. Fine. Uh, uh, yes, I mean, yes, I can definitely do. I
0: think that shapeshifters should be represented in any future cabinet by somebody who is a shapeshifter. Uh and the mm. only person who's openly a shapeshifter in the party is Bernard. So it's like it's almost you're guaranteeing him a cabinet position.
2: Uh yeah, Gorlack like nods along. That's a good idea, yes. Uh let's hope let's hope it uh, it plays well.
1: Uh and also Gorlach, like, maybe run on policy rather than personality.
2: Are you saying I don't have a personality? You have a
1: lovely oh platform. no, I'm saying you definitely do have a personality. You're wonderful, <laughs> we adore you. Um <laughs> Berners platform is himself. Make your platform what you can do. What you can do Ah,
2: for people. Yes, I like that. I think Uh,
0: if you offer Bernard a job in front of everyone, it would be very churlish of him to refuse.
2: I like the way you're thinking, says Alzar. But uh, we may have a bigger fish to fry once the results come in. It'll depend on how close it is. Uh, That may also spell disaster. And Golic says, I thought you were supposed to be neutral, Alzar. (laughs) I am. Who do you think told him that drinking copious amounts of honey mead spiked with wolfsbane potion would keep his transformation under control? It's a bit of a risk, I have to admit. I wasn't sure it would work entirely, but I had to give him something. It worked. He gets, Alzar. Whose side are you on? I'm on the side of the party. If Bernard's going to win, I'm going to use every trick I know to keep him stable. I didn't expect him to do it on stage, though. I wanted a controlled release of this particular bit of information, but uh, no stopping it now. Well, okay. We need to uh, focus on policy, as Dareth says. Uh, What policy should we focus on?
0: Crime.
1: We're good at this.
0: (laughs) Nobody's really said anything about crime, and I think there is, from talking to people, like talking to um, Emo Agnes, yeah, there's definitely a, a fear of crime and a fear of how crime and poverty are uh, tied together and are oppressing um the working poor.
2: How about uh more bobbies on the street, uh creating jobs there and uh, talking to communities and uh finding out uh what, what it is that is uh, uh causing their troubles. That might be a good way to start.
3: Yes. Increased
2: investment
3: in communities. Mm.
0: I think you need to go out hmm. into the communities and talk to people, not just not just goblins, but humans and elves and halflings and those weird tree people and the other ones, um, <laughs> and, and just like try and get to know them and try to see what their fears are and what their anxieties are, and then tailor your policies to suit people who are really in need. I mean, surely that's the party's ethos.
3: Yes, um, bring communities into government. Yes. Hmm. Yes, all these words. You're, I love. You're words. Good at these
2: slogans. <laughs> 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 Gorlock typing furiously uh, okay. on his magic mirror
0: there, texting
2: them to himself. So, uh, Gawlak, uh is eventually uh, ushered out onto the stage, and he gives you all a little uh, nervous thumbs up uh, as he goes. Uh, there's a there's a applause and cheers, and he waves to the crowd, Woo! and uh, he sort of stands at the podium and says, "My friends, uh-huh. comrades." Uh-huh trusted allies. Thank you for your support. This leadership contest has brought about so many issues, issues that this government is simply not up to the task of addressing. Crime and poverty have become cyclical in many of our communities. We need more feet on the ground. We need more bobbies on the street. We need to create more jobs in law enforcement. We need to consultate with communities. We need investment in our communities and we need ultimately to bring communities into government and I think uh, can you roll a persuasion check for me Pelicos, just to see how well this lands
3: all oh, right okay
2: 24 Ooh. Oh, I yeah. roll for Gorlac as well yeah yeah I think this gets quite uh, a, a rousing round of
1: applause oh yeah
3: I'm good with the quips
2: <laughs> This government has acted with cruelty, saying it is the only way. This government has caused mass suffering, saying it is right. This government has divided and segregated us, saying it is for the best. We have seen the effects of these attitudes. In Ragnar's Rock, when the fruits of people's labour was taken and hoarded away, they were told that it was in their best interests. But in truth, it was all to fill the caverns of a dragon. Not a single penny went back into that city. Not a single penny went to school or a hospital. Instead, it lay in a hoard untouched, or else given to another hoard to lie untouched, making someone else feel rich. My good friend, Mr. Bernard Fendek, has talked about the shapeshifter community, and I agree with him that there needs to be more integration with communities where poverty and crime are rampant, where shapeshifters are treated abysmally. Therefore, I, as leader, would create the Office of Shapeshifter Relations, and I believe it would have to be represented by people who know the community, who are part of the community, and I would definitely offer Mr. Fendek himself a position in my cabinet in that place. Uh, Tilda, can you roll a persuasion check? Because I think this was your idea, wasn't it? 13. Okay, I think it it, uh, gets a bit of a round of applause. Uh, But I think some people kind of see it as a kind of uh, desperate attempt to get some of Bernard's supporters. Um, uh, Gawlak kind of tries to uh, get back the momentum. He says, friends, this government will attack us. I have been attacked all my life. With a name like Gawlak the Betrayer, it's hard not to be. But we stood up in Barrow of Furnace and proved the naysayers wrong. So in this leadership election, I encourage you, to put your trust in one who has weathered storm upon storm. I promise you this together we will take back this country, and let it thrive again. We will not leave anyone behind. I will not betray your principles. Vote for me. I will not betray your trust. Thank you. And uh, again, there's a kind of round of applause and uh, a bit of cheering. Um, Good use of betray. <laughs> So, uh, to kind of uh, simulate how the next uh, couple of uh, days, weeks of the campaign go, uh, we're going to roll a bit of some dice. Uh, So, What?
1: Rolling dice in Dungeons and Dragons?
2: Uh, Let's start with, uh, yeah, one of the old collective persuasion. So can you all roll persuasion and I'll add it all up? And I'm afraid the DC is pretty high on this one. 14. Okay. 11. 11. 17. 17. 42 altogether. So, uh, can one of you roll a D6? Yeah, I
0: can roll a D6. Four.
2: Four. Okay. Uh, What's 13?
0: 17.
2: Okay, cool. Yep. Ooh, that's very good. Uh, so, now I'm going to roll for the other people as well. Sorry. This is a lot of me rolling dice and not saying
3: anything. The no changes. We can fix it in post. <laughs>
2: yeah. A little,
0: so this is where the ad come in.
2: No changing. Two.
0: After the break, we discover the results of the election.
2: <laughs> so, uh, it's a few weeks later. Uh, we just simulating uh, how that went rather than having you know several more or less the same <laughs> interactions and speeches and things uh so everybody uh gathers into the main hall of the party headquarters uh it's a nice newly built wing um so it's got all sort of modern things it's got magic mirrors in in the seats and things uh comfy chairs a huge stage with a podium Um, The audience falls to a hush as Alzar walks up to the podium. She walks slowly, each step echoing across the quiet auditorium. She stops and glowers at the crowd. And some people flinch as she reaches into her pocket and pulls out a sheet of paper. And she says, Ladies and gentlemen, variations thereupon and non-gendered comrades. This has been a difficult and quite frankly annoying (laughs) leadership contest. But the future of the party and perhaps the country is at stake. All the candidates have, of course, fought long and hard putting forth their case and trying to win your support. The election was performed on the alternative vote system, giving members the opportunity to rank their choices. To win, a candidate needs a majority of 50% plus one. If, after all of the first-choice votes are counted, no candidate has the required percentage, the lowest-scoring candidate is eliminated, and the next preference votes are distributed to the remaining candidates. This process will continue until we have reached a winner, one with more than half of the members can agree on. So, comrades, here are the results of the 461 Fable Party Leadership Election. And then there's a kind
1: of do-do-do-do. i am so nervous.
2: There were a total of 38,131 ballots cast, with the candidates being, in alphabetical order, Bucket, May, Fendek, Bernard, Ramsey, Donald, The Betrayer, Gorlack, <laughs> and with the option to reopen nominations. So, in the first round of voting... The total number of votes cast for each candidate were as follows. Bucket, May, 6,168, making a total of 16%. Fendek, Bernard, 10,094, making a total of 26%. Ramsey, Donald, 9,533, making a total of 25%. The Betrayer? Gorlack, 8,972, making a total of 24%. Reopen the nominations, 3,365, making a total of 9%. So As a lot no, of wrong. The, With no candidate reaching the 50% necessary, the lowest score is eliminated. In this case, reopen nominations, and the second choice votes are distributed to the remaining candidates. In the second round, Bucket, May, 6,765, making 18%. Fendek, Bernard, 11,070, making 29%. Ramsey, Donald, 10,455, making 27%. The Betrayer, Gorlach, 9,840, making 26%. As no candidate has the 50% necessary, the lowest scorer is eliminated, and their next choice votes are distributed to the remaining candidates. In this case, May Bucket. And there's a kind of applause, and May gives a little wave and looks sad. In the third round, Fendek, Bernard, 12,915, making 34%. Ramsey, Donald, 11,615, making 31%. The Betrayer, Gorlach, 13,530. Oh. And there's a kind of, like, shocked uh, breath across the uh, auditorium. And people are kind of whispering to each other, how, how did this happen? What, this wasn't supposed to happen? As no candidate has the 50% necessary for a majority the lowest scorer is eliminated and I uh, is trying to talk over people as they're kind of muttering and he says, in this case Donald Ramsey is eliminated and the next preference votes are distributed to the remaining candidates in the final round Fendek oh God. Bernard 17,133 the betrayer Gorlack 17,308.
3: Oh, my God.
2: And uh, I do hereby give notice that Gorlak the Betrayer has been duly elected as the leader of the Fable Party and the leader of the opposition. Go,
1: little dude!
2: Uh. (laughs) Wow. uh, Gorlak is stunned in silence uh, in his seat for a moment. Uh, he's speech, kind of speech, like, speech. lifted up and ushered to the stage. Uh, what are the rest of you doing to I'm celebrate? I'm
1: wondering if all the name is looking for more of that wine.
3: Applauding, <laughs> 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 weaving hands, glittering lights, and
1: uh, going to find Music, Derek, beach.
0: play a song! Oh, oh a song! <laughs> I like we the champions oh, yeah. or
1: something. Do you play Things um. Can Only
2: Get Better? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that's a good one, I do that. It's amazing. I to start. Um, this could end up with me just playing Queen all night. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that. Yeah brilliant
2: uh, Alzar gives uh, Gorlak a glower but then a small nod and moves aside to let him stand at the podium uh, Gorlak's husband Croc gives him a kiss and then uh, heads back to join the crowd uh, and Golak, uh eventually as the crowd dies down he says, friends, comrades party members, thank you for this tremendous honour I have been a member of this party since I was old enough and I have worked in and around it even longer many of you know me well Or at least I made the tea for you on more than one occasion. There's a smattering of laughter from the audience. Thank you to Bernard, Donald and May, who ran such wonderfully passionate campaigns. And with your hard work, you pushed me to work even harder and have made me a better person as a result. And I hope I can be a better leader. Friends, it falls to us, as it has fallen to previous generations, to leave our country a better place than we found it never to shrug our shoulders at injustice and say that it's just the way the world is. It is up to us to come together, to join together, to work together as a country. It is not some impossible dream. We've heard it, we've seen it, we've felt it. This nation shall be a country for all, with cooperation, with everyone playing their part. A country we shall rebuild together. Thank you. And uh, again, there's a applause and uh, go waves uh, as the uh, you know lights and shining and uh, explosions happen. And uh, there's an after party where you you are all uh, get hideously drunk Yay! and full of cake, presumably.
1: That's such an ideal state. I imagine uh,
2: Gretchen is there force. <laughs> oh yes, in absolute full force uh as the noise as the night draws in and uh you all head to your respective homes uh let's actually establish this uh do you all share a flat i think we established that dereth you live in parliament hexagon do you share your flat with the others
1: um seeing as you're visiting you might as well i have a futon <laughs> I, I have a floor <laughs> you're welcome to stay there
2: Pelicos, i think you're the first one to head home how much does Pelicos usually drink would you say he quaffs. That's
0: like drinking, but you spill more. Indeed. Uh, Tastefully,
2: of course. What's Pelicosta's usual uh, evening routine,
3: would you say? Um, Making sure the clothes are groomed. Surely if you quaff, <laughs> don't
0: you just spill most of it down yourself?
3: <laughs> well, that depends how you stand.
0: <laughs> so, I'm There's not standing near you because I've seen you quaffing, and what happens is it normally ends up in my head. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Raindrops keep falling. <laughs> no. Yes, the routine, the routine is... um print the clothes, get the clothes ready for the morning and uh, um, then just collapse, really. Can you make a perception check? Twelve. Uh, it seems drink makes Pelicost more yeah. perceptive.
2: In the main sitting room, somebody turns on a light. It's a tall elf woman in a long black robe sitting at a table with steepled fingers. I say, Uh, am I in the wrong house? She uh, grins at you and says, Ah, Pelicos Rococo. It is most wonderful to see you. Please take a seat. We have so much to talk about, you and I. Uh, You see on the table in front of her, there are pictures of you, pictures of your family. There are documents about your... uh, Many escapades uh, growing up as a young troublemaker. Uh, And uh, this person says, come now, Mr. Rococo. May I call you Pelicos? Who are you? Mm, I don't know you. My name is unimportant. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You had to know this was coming, didn't you? One cannot simply illegally enter a country club full of distinguished guests and not expect some form of retaliation. Oh!
3: You want that Pelikos?
2: Hmm, indeed. I've been uh, looking into you for a few weeks, you see. Fascinating life you've led. So many adventures. How many of them are true? Divine truth. (laughs) (laughs) As in, actually, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I could hand some of this information to relevant authorities and things could get rather difficult for you going forward. Or you could, uh, do me a little favor. You see, my employers are very interested in this Gorlack the Betrayer. We were wondering if you see anything untoward about him. Notice any, uh, Activities that may not be entirely legal or just any interesting rumours that may not do him well in the polls. Just hand it over to a position that we will discuss upon later and you need not worry about your future or the future of your surviving family. What do you There's say? There's not many of them.
3: I don't um, have family
2: <laughs> uh, She reaches out a hand to shake and says, So, what
3: do you say? I say, you're in my house And I think you'd better leave
2: uh, Make an intimidation check Six <laughs> <laughs> I think she just stands up and smiles uh, Rather condescendingly And says, oh, don't worry Mr. Rococo I'll be in touch and, uh, she walks over to the, uh, window and, uh, opens it and says, Now, I must be away like the night. Uh, hmm, uh, what floor would you say your flight is on?
1: Um, the fourth floor.
2: Okay. She jumps down and goes, <laughs> Oh shit!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ow,
2: it was higher than I expect oh god it's too dark and you just uh, poking your head out you see um this person like struggling out of some bushes and uh, hobbling along the road uh, and uh Pelikos you uh, head back into the flat uh, to lie down in bed and uh, think about the things that may be to come campaign trail was written and produced by joel corner it stars aim phoenix as Dareth moonbeam stephen poor as pelicost the various and joanne hall as tilda northwanderer the theme music is the news team by dr hollywood additional music was by alexander nakarada full details on where you can find their music is in the episode description you can follow the campaign trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk on twitter at thecampaigncast. cast on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast at soundcloud.com slash joel-corner and at joelcorner.com that's j-o-e-l-c-o-r-n-a-h dot in next week's episode get your Stetsons on and your candy floss ready we're off to the seaside to tackle crime and have a good time until then go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure